Welcome to the Catholic Influencers Podcast, where we go deeper into Sunday's gospel reading to help you influence the world for Jesus. I'm Danny Sullivan. And I'm Father Rob Gallia. And this podcast is presented to you by FIG Ministry. Welcome to, to the podcast, the Catholic Influencers Podcast, live or not so live from the FRG Ministry Office, which today is pretty full. It's like the opposite of live. <laughs> We're recording this, but it won't be published for a while. And then you could listen to it at any point, but it's live in our lives. Yes. So I, I feel like it's live right now. It is. That's a correct. So we're here in, uh, in Bendigo, in Victoria, in Australia. Bendigo. Bendigo. Ben, you know where Bendigo comes from? The where word, the word Abed, Abednego, which is a scriptural, um, a, a guy in the Bible. There you go. Yeah. Uh, fun fact, yeah. my town that I grew up in, it's a very small town. It's called Andira. Yes. And according to Wikipedia, it's an indigenous word for fat. There you go. Yeah. And there are two families that live there and a thousand cows. There's more cows than that. <laughs> more, more than a thousand cows. That's what you had. Yeah. A thousand cows. That's it. Not but that many. That's a dairy, dairy town. Yeah. And yeah. why was it called fat? I don't know. There you go. It's just according to Wikipedia. I don't even know if that's legitimate, but yeah. if the internet says so, so I'll believe it. it. It must be so. Yeah. Anyway, how have you been, Father Rob? I've been well. Yeah. I've uh, I'm just driven in from Melbourne to be here for this recording and then a wedding, have a wedding here on a Ooh. Friday afternoon. And That's it's quite a warm day. We're like in spring, but spring in Australia is like we jump from the low 20s to mid 30s. Yeah. So it's pretty hot it and is, gross. It is. Even this morning I drove in from Melbourne. It was hot. I I was thinking I need to wear sunblock even while I'm in the car. <laughs> I know. Hot. Australia, our landscape is so bizarre where like where Bendigo is quite dry heat, but then the further you go north, the more humid it gets. But then yeah. Tasmania, I don't even know if, does Tasmania have Sun? summer? <laughs> Tasmania's <laughs> cold. I don't it's understand. <laughs> I've never been, but I'll go one day and hopefully the sun shines. Yeah. And we don't really understand. I mean, coming from Europe, I can't really grasp, as Europeans can't really grasp the aridness, to use the word we used in last week's, <laughs> oh, two weeks ago on the two podcast, um, where we talked about it being so dry, the dry yeah. heat. When I first came here, I just, I kept getting static shocks. Like, yeah, you get so many static shocks. Like, yeah. I touch the car handle, I get a shock. I get off the carpet, to get a shock. It's, it's uh, the, the heat is so dry compared to Europe, which is sometimes like where I come from in Malta, it, even 80 to 100 percent humidity and so when it's 30 yeah it doesn't feel like 30 yeah. or even we've had to have discussions with chris about our german intern about like reapplying sunscreen you can't just put sunscreen on once a day and hope that that survives like you have to keep putting it on or else you get burnt and That's there's right. a hole in the ozone layer here it's just a mess which is healing i hear which well, is that, good. yeah it's cool it's closing anyway that's, that's nice. what I, I read anyway well, i was speaking to someone from europe that couldn't understand that i had never seen snow <laughs> like, you just, haven't seen snow. Well, I, there's a photo of me in the snow when I was two. Okay, so you have seen haven't. snow. Well, I can't remember it. Yeah, wow. Okay, yeah. but th there is snow in, in, not in Bendigo, in our diocese, Mount Hotham. That's like four or five hours We're away. We're still our diocese. 
Sheesh. Well, you make it sound like I just haven't left my house all winter. <laughs> well, it's uh, up the mountain, probably more than four hours if you get to the top of, of yeah. the mountain. Scripture. <laughs> we need to get to the Bible. Um, and as uh, and we're saying, so we're being watched by and laughed at and smiled at by uh, people in the office. So we have over here, we have Janine, who's my assistant. We have Carol, who's here helping with fundraising. And then we have also Neville. Say say her, hello, Nev. Can You have to shout. Hello! <laughs> it's loud. <laughs> Neville, Neville comes from... I picked him up from the airport last night. He comes from Sydney. Okay, so I think we need to get to our, <laughs> our scripture verse. We are 4 minutes 27 seconds into our podcast. And we have not yet um, gone in. So let's begin. So this week's gospel reading comes from Luke 21, verses 5 to 19. And as some spoke of the temple, how it was adorned with noble stones and offerings, he said, As for these things which you see, the days will come when there shall not be left here one stone upon another that will not be thrown down. And they asked him, Teacher, when will this be? And what will be the sign when this is about to take place? And he said, Take heed that you are not led astray, for many will come in my name, saying, I am he, and the time is at hand. Do not go after them, and when you hear of wars and tumults, do not be terrified, for this must take place first. Do not be terrified, for this must first take place, but the end will not be at once. Then he said to them, Nations will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes, and in various places famine and pestilences, and there will be terrors and great signs from heaven. But before all this, they will lay their hands on you and persecute you, delivering you up to the synagogues and prisons. And you will be brought before kings and governors for my name's sake. This will be a time for you to bear testimony. Settle it therefore in your minds, not to meditate beforehand how to answer. For I will give you a mouth and wisdom, which none of your adversaries will be able to withstand or contradict. You will be delivered up even by parents and brothers and kinsmen and friends, and some of you they will put to death. You will be hated by all for my name's sake, but not a hair on your head will perish. By your endurance you will gain your lives. So that's, um, I, I must commend you on on the way you read it, so devotion, so with such devotion, and it sounds so gentle, but it's such a violent scripture. Yeah. And But you read it, you read it in a way that's, and oh, that's so beautiful. there will be nations against nations and kingdoms against kingdoms. Yeah, exactly. And you will be persecuted. And you, oh, wow, this, this is some serious mm. scripture here. This is um, some kind of, it's, it's prophetic. Okay, so there's a lot of scripture that is that is didactic in a sense teaching it teaches us a lot so jesus the, the teaches there's also the historical so to speak parts where we learn about the life of jesus but the, here now we have the prophetic where God, Jesus, is prophesying what is going to happen. And it, it, nothing new is being said here. But what Jesus is doing, nothing new, as in the Jews knew exactly what was going to happen because it had been prophesied in the Old Testament. 
But what Jesus is doing is putting it into the context. He's confirming it, one, and also putting it into the context of himself as the Messiah, as the, the encourager also, the one who is to come. And so this, um, this scripture verse is, is when people would have heard it, when they heard Jesus talking about it, they would have left with such heavy hearts. You know, because it, it confirmed the, the tough stuff. You know, we want to hear good stuff, eh? Mm. We want to hear that God is going to be with us. God is going to show us mercy, that God is going to show us grace in which he does. But there's also consequence. There's also judgment. There's also um, the fact that we need to heed to the laws of Christ, the laws. Otherwise, we're going to suffer the consequences but also the consequences that are inevitable, even those who are faithful. And this is what Jesus is talking about here. Thank you for that nice little summary, because like Father Rob and I, we study separately for the podcast and then we come together and go over the notes. And I think the first thing I said this Mm. week was, well, Father Rob, I've got nothing. Um, It was very difficult. I don't know what to take away. Um, So thank you for that summary. Um, And yeah, like it is, you know, they would have left with heavy hearts, but I also... Like my heart is heavy because I'm like, well, like, you know, Jesus talks about the second coming of Christ and that hasn't happened. Yes. So we're still in this. We're still waiting. Yeah, yeah. we're still in this time of suffering and persecution all around the world. So you use the word we used a few weeks ago, travail. We're still in travail. We're still waiting, waiting like uh, like a mom, like a, a pregnant woman waiting for the child to be born. That's in suffering and in pain. Mm-hmm. But knowing as well the second coming of Christ is not something bad. Yeah. It's something beautiful, something that we should be excited about. 100%. But it's not only the second coming that Jesus talks about here. He talks about he talks about the th- a thing known in Jewish culture as the day of the Lord. Now, the Jews believe that the world, as many of us would believe and many Christians would say today, you hear in American politics, you hear in American preachers, you hear all around the world that this, even again to use Kanye West, who in his album, in his songs, he talks about being overcome by evil. A time which is, we're surrounded by evil. Everywhere you look, there is evil. There are wars, there are rumors of war, there are greedy politicians, there are um, corrupt church people, you know? And it's just, there's so much evil in this world. And this is what they talk about, the conception, the conception of the day of the Lord being in two ages. One is the age, the present age, which is, still hasn't changed 2,000 years later. Mm. Still a time being overcome by evil so much. Evil, but they also believed in the age to come, which is Jesus, what Jesus is referring to here. And this is done in different stages. And this is the time of terror, a time when there's transition, you know, from the evil, which is again, the world is pregnant with evil, all of a sudden it's going to give birth to terror. And this is going to happen suddenly. And this was scary because this is what the Jews believed and they feared that would happen in their lifetime. And we too fear that it would happen in our lifetime, mm. a time where, where terror is, is unleashed. And for some people it is. And people who, um, who've experienced wars and, and things like that. Okay, so let's, let's talk about it in the context of Jesus. So Jesus is standing there and he's confirming these prophecies and he's confirming this time. And th- it's also relevant to us today. But think about it in the context of history, okay? Now, we know what happened after Jesus died. Jesus died in what year, you think? Like AD? 33. 
33 if he was born in AD zero. Yeah, like if he was born. Yeah, but we think he know. was, yeah, it was, let's say it's about AD 33, AD, between AD 33 and AD 50. And then the scriptures continue to be written. But Jesus was prophesying this time of terror, which actually happened in AD 70. Something terrible happened in AD 70. And that was when the, you know, Jerusalem had Roman law. Okay. It was um, the Romans and the the Jews lived happily together, you know, and that's how we have the story of the scriptures, you know, the tax collectors helping the Romans and then um, Herod and and Pilate and all of that. But at some point, the Romans invade Jerusalem. They take over Jerusalem. They burn the temple. And basically... uh, over 1,100,000 people died during this great siege. And then 97,000 survivors were taken into captive. But it was a terrible time, a terrible time of starvation to the point where this, the historians write that the, the Jews even re- resorted to um, cannibalism in order to survive. It would have been just an incredibly difficult time. And and so the, this is what, what he talks about, the, with the Jewish nation being obliterated and, and the time of terror. So that gave them, uh, in a sense, he was prophesying this moment, which was to happen just a few years later. But again, Jesus didn't finish off with just this prophecy. He, he finished off with a, with a promise as well. Yeah, so Jesus like talks about this, you know, the temple um, the destruction of the temple. And I don't know, um, this story is told in three of the Gospels. It's in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And mm. in all three times it kind of starts with a disciple or someone admiring the temple, admiring it for its beauty and its, you know, adornment and jewels. And it would have been a beautiful building. And then Jesus kind of like hears that and straight away talks about the destruction. Yeah. And then after that he talks about the second coming. How does that all fit into the destruction of a temple that happened in 70 AD? Well, again, this is uh, one of the things that he talks about. He talks about the time of terror and the time of um, difficulty, but he also talks and says, hey, hold on, because uh, I'm coming again. You know, I'm going to die. At that point, they didn't know that he was going to die. But he alludes, and we know now through the eyes of the Holy Spirit, that he was referring also to the second coming of Christ. And um, the the early church waited for this, uh, this second coming. But he said before Christ comes again, before this time of terror is over, they're going to be false prophets. They're going to be people who claim to be Christ that are not Christ. They're going to be people that that claim to have the solution and to claim to have the peace that I promise. Uh, but they're going to be all around you. Uh, but be careful, be careful. Keep your eyes through the terror. Keep your eyes on me, on Christ. And this is something so difficult, especially through the persecution. And then you, we know that the persecution of the Christians began. And so people he knew would find it difficult to hold on to him. He knew they would find it difficult to be faithful to him through the terror because it's so much easier sometimes just to run away, so much easier to give up. But he just is encouraging his people just to hold on, hold on because I'm going to come again and I'm going to have the final say. I'm going to have the final victory. But the victory is for not for everyone. It is for those many or those few who stay faithful to me, who stay on the narrow road, even through the persecution. And then another thing that he does emphasize this, he emphasizes this persecution that will happen, that Christians will suffer, that people will go through hell and back, but to remain faithful. 
And I think that um, I'm just thinking back to the Beatitudes, like he's already promised that, you know, blessed are they who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness. Yeah. Theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Like he just keeps repeating like, yes, there's persecution and suffering and terrible, terrible things, but there is hope in all of that because Absolutely. Jesus has the victory. That's already won. Yes, and this is how this passage concludes. And then you see, it doesn't end in desperation. It ends in a, a beautiful hope and a beautiful um, uh, light where Jesus um, reads the signs of history. And this is why I just it's just to bring out three points here, or maybe even two points. Actually, we'll see how we go. <laughs> <laughs> but the first thing is that Jesus sort of read the signs of the times. He was aware of what was happening, and he wasn't afraid to speak out. Uh, about this, the, the, the sign, you know, it's so easy even for me as a priest to talk about mercy all the time, to talk about grace and to tell people that following Jesus is fun. You know, I work in youth ministry. What better marketing tool, what better marketing approach than to tell these young people, you follow Jesus and you'll never go through difficulty. You'll never go through persecution. But you know who have been following Jesus for a while. I know that have been following Jesus for a while. And terror still follows us. Difficulty still follows us. But at the end of the day, this is the second point, even though Jesus talks explicitly and says that there will be difficulty, but he also promises his disciples that, he would, that they would never meet their tribulations alone. Mm. That never be alone, even through the persecution. That uh, there's this um, talk, he talks about the safety that overpasses the threats of the earth. And just to think about um, that verse, I can't remember where it is in the Bible that he says, um, not one hair of your head um, will be harmed. But it's not talking about the physical hair on your head. Because they, people were burnt alive, people were tortured people were crucified people like the some of the the saints and the martyrs were killed in such a brutal absolutely brutal brutal torturous ways and and people go through brutal and torturous um, difficulties and struggles in life but the thing is that he's, he promises us that hey if we remain faithful we're not going to lose our soul we're not going to lose um, our hope. You see, and this is, I think, something so beautiful, eh? that God is with us. God's never going to forsake us. He's never going to abandon us. This is just a thought that I've had now that, you know, yes, Jesus has won the victory and mm. we know that and there is his second coming and that is something to look look forward to with hope as well because of what that means and all of that. But while we're here on earth, they're like, you know, there will be suffering and there will be trials and we all experience them in different ways and Jesus hasn't left us alone for that. He's given us, you know, the church, he's given us the sacraments. But another beautiful thing is just the supernatural world of our guardian angels mm. and the archangels, particularly like St. Michael. Yes. I love the St. Michael, you know, the prayer to him of just asking for protection because there's going to be, you know, sufferings and that might be worldly from other people, but we're also under the attack of the devil because the closer we get to Jesus yes. and the more people we bring to Jesus, the more the devil is going to try to hold us down. So, you know, we have we have these these angels and these saints in heaven that are just there to protect us and carry us towards that victory which is in Jesus yes and the guardian angels are they're real you know they are sent there to protect us and we all have a guardian angel have you ever n named your guardian angel does your guardian angel have a name 
No. I mean, yes, of it, like I assume, but like a God-given name. I I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. Because I like I know a lot of people that have, but then I also know a lot of people that like and will know it's already got a name from God, so you can't name it yeah. again. What do you think? Well, I need I I address my guardian yeah. angel. So I say um like can you you know my guardian angel I I just has been so much on my by my side mm. and I'm aware of, of this angel and it's not that I have yeah. dialogue with this angel but I did name my guardian angel maybe it's a temporary name mm. but um, I, I don't know whether I should say the name but I named <laughs> my guardian to. angel um, it's, a, it's sort of a, a Latin name and what I do is I address the angel and sometimes yeah. you know it's even just the protection and knowing that this angel is with me um, through the struggle, but also um, has got me out of certain situations. I remember once I was on a, the boat with my parents and I went out on the tender, on the, on the dinghy. And as I'm there on the tender, the engine stopped and I was in the middle of nowhere and no one could see me. And I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to, to do it. Um, <laughs> anyway, I could have stayed there for days on this tender. And so what I did was I called my guardian angel. I said, an angel, can you please tell my mom, because my mom, I think, is more aware of God <laughs> and, the, and, and listening to the voice of God, go and tell my mom's angel to come and get someone to look for me. Yeah. And, and you know, what? I, I, it was at a certain time, um, let's say 12, 24, whatever, I looked at my, my watch and I said, go, go and tell mom's guardian angel. And my mom tells me at that point, she just like got up and, and she felt like there was something urging her to, 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 um, to look out for me. And she got onto the boat and she looked out for me. And she, even though there was no real reason to get worried about me, she got worried. And so she got the neighboring boat to send out a tender to look for me. And they found me. Praise God. But it's just amazing. I think the guardian angel is there to help us not in the physical as well as the spiritual yeah. uh, when we need. So I, I think that was a beautiful learning moment of, of the presence of this guardian angel with me. But also the fighting angels, like you said, um, Raphael and, and uh, Archangel Michael and Gabriel. Yeah, I think that my guardian angel might just be like face palming a lot of the time. Like, <laughs> oh Danielle, you've done it again. Oh, yeah, same here, same <laughs> yeah, here. We're like, St. Michael, I think that is just often my go-to prayer. Like, yes. I, as a family, our travel prayer was always a prayer to our guardian angels to protect us in the car and protect everyone else on the road. But then just me personally, I'm always like, okay. I'm scared or I'm, you know, in a situation I don't want to be in, St. Michael, help me out. Like yes. the archangel just, I need you right now. And yeah, so many times in my life, I just think of the protection that I've, you know, received. And this is the thing that I, th these angels, as well as Mary as well, fights mm. our battle as well. I, I see Mary as a, a, a warrior mama and she fights our battles yeah, and fights in ways that we don't even realize we need fighting. And so, and this is one of the, uh, another powerful thing to do is to pray the rosary you know because especially times when i cannot pray or times where i feel there's a uh, something i need prayer for but i don't know quite what to pray for i turn to the rosary because i think it's also such a powerful prayer and to bring us um to have mama mary fight our battles for us yeah so like yes there is you know the second coming of jesus that will happen and there will be trial and persecution and suffering in the meantime but we have so many I AIDS, guess, same. yeah, AIDS just ready and willing to fight with us and help us through those sufferings yes. so that we can 
see the hope at the end. Yeah, so this is a scripture, even though it is a scripture of um, desperation and, and, and terror, but it's also one of hope. And that's what, yeah. even though the disciples would have been upset because it confirmed something they hoped was, wasn't true, but all of a sudden Jesus says, but hey, wait, hold on, hold on, I'm coming again. And those who do remain faithful, and I will be with you as you do try to remain faithful, um, th- there's going to be joy, there's going to be eternal joy for you. So, Danny, I'm wondering if we could finish off maybe with the prayer of um, Archangel Michael and we'll pray this to, together and for our listeners um, and for this protection. And some people might feel in their lives that they're going through terror. Other people might feel, hey, they're, they're terrified that they're going to go through terror. But there's nothing to be afraid of. 365 times through the scripture, Jesus tells us, do not be afraid. And it's not that we don't have reason to be afraid, but the thing is, God is going to be with us um, as we experience the difficulties. All right. So we'll pray now. Um, I know there's different variations. So pray your own variation, whatever that might be of this particular prayer. Um, If you don't know it, now might be a good time to pause and go get the words in front of you so you can read them and hear them at the same time, because it really is a beautiful and powerful prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our defense against the wickedness and snares of the devil. And may God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the other evil spirits who roam throughout the world seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. So we've reached the end of this podcast and we do ask you, please do stay in touch with us. We are on social media, Catholic Influencers. So Instagram, um, it's at Catholic Influencers underscore. Then we have Twitter, um, that's FRG Ministry mm-hmm. um, and Instagram, FRG Ministry. If you want to contact us, um, podcast at frgministry.com and... Snail Mail, PO Box 96, Strathdale, Victoria, Australia, 3550. And we'd love to hear from you. And we love to receive things from you. If you want to send us Christmas gifts, um, (gasps) you can send that to, to, um, to us over here. We'll be more than happy to receive them. We love you guys. And thank you so much for listening. And may God bless you. 